Welcome to the Joy Podcast. I'm Debbie Toole, the Chief Joy Officer at Symphony Talent, a global recruitment marketing technology company that is leading this industry-wide movement called the Joy Pipeline. You may be asking, what is joy? Well, at Symphony Talent, we believe that joy is happiness that comes from success. And on each episode of the Joy Pipeline, you'll get to hear from forward-thinking leaders to provide you with recruitment marketing strategies and tools that build your personal roadmap to joy. We'll guide you on your journey of yes, a journey to achieve both personal and business success. And this week, I am joined by Gina Aliotto, Symphony Talents Vice President of Transformation. Gina's team is instrumental in driving transformational change within our own organization. And as an extension of that work, she recently partnered up with one of our customers, Sherry Ratliff of T-Mobile. They attended HR Tech a few weeks back to share their experiences and best practices around ways talent leaders can drive effective change management. Since we couldn't all be at HR Tech in person this year, we asked Gina to join us here on the Joy Podcast to share with you, our listeners, the research, findings, and to help you drive more value from your HR tech investments and move your organization forward. So welcome back, Gina. How are you today? Thank you so much, Debbie. I'm doing well. How are you? I am doing amazing. We were just chatting about how temperatures are finally dropping. Um, Fall has come in full force. We are both bundled up. So thank goodness our, our listeners can't see us. But uh, just a couple of weeks back, you were, were not so cold. You were in Vegas, sunny, warm Vegas at HR Tech. I didn't get to go. I know many of our listeners didn't get to go. How was HR Tech this year? Yes, I know. We miss seeing some of our, our friends over there, but Sherry and I had a great time. We were so honored to be selected as a speaker for the HR Technology Conference and so glad to share our knowledge and experience with the audience. Our room was full. The audience was super engaged. Um, we were commenting about how folks were taking out their cell phones and snapping photos of our presentation. So to us, that's a good good test that we did did a good job. So we had a really great experience. Experience at HR Tech this year. Very grateful to Steve Bose um, and especially Gina Keeley as well for being such a great mentor and support um, throughout that throughout that experience. Absolutely, and everybody I've talked to said while this year was a little bit more intimate, that the conversations were probably better this year than ever before, and that um, you know it's just good to be back in person. So I'm excited to see you know what the conference schedule looks like over the next year or so. Um, you, you know, it's interesting as I took a look at what you guys were going to be speaking at, I just immediately latched onto the title, kickstarting your stalled value chain. I mean, Gina, if nothing else, you know how to come up with a good one-liner. I love it. (laughs) Where did the title come from? Yes. So we, we do a lot of listening and what I heard from talent acquisition leaders and recruitment marketing leaders is this consistent theme about the stalled value chain. And it goes a little something like this. Phrases like, I'll use the technology once I see the value. Show me the value, show me the success stories, and then I'll use the technology. But you don't truly see the value and everything that the technology has to offer until people are actually using it. And so they're just stuck in this stall. 
And in fact, there's a few different types of stalls that happen. So there's that very common one about I'll use it once I see the value. There's another stall that happens. We'll integrate when we see success. Once we see success with our CRM, then we'll integrate with our ATS. But then what happens is if they're not integrated, you're not actually truly getting to see the value. Uh, One more quick stall. There's many others. Um, But another quick stall is you're going into your organization as a talent acquisition leader and you're seeking, you know, this investment in a large piece of technology. We need to leverage this technology, but we're not really sure how it's going to perform in this new new world. When the organization says, well, show me, show me the data, show me the success measures. Well, we're not actually able to show you until we actually implement it and people start using the technology. So there's multiple stalls and Sherry and I shared our experience about kickstarting this stalled value chain, getting out of the mud. I love it. And, you know, even to take a step further back, you know, I, I'd love to hear your perspective on why we're even talking about adoption in the first place. I know several of our podcast guests and I have really focused in on adoption, but but why is adoption so important? Absolutely. Uh, we, we all know that adoption is just such an important topic right now. And it's really universal that no matter where you are in your journey, um, and we're all at different stages of our journey. So some people may have just recently completed an implementation. Others might be right in the middle of rolling out a new piece of technology. Um, others maybe are trying to make the decision and selecting a new piece of technology. So no matter where you are in your journey, um, hiring is a challenge. So we all know that stat, that there are over 10 million jobs open, which means there are about 1 million more jobs open than active job seekers. So for everyone, it's challenging more than ever to find, attract, and retain talent right now. And technology is going to help you do that better. In fact, 74% of organizations are seeing spend for HR tech increasing, but we also know that technology can also really complicate already complex situations. And this is a complex situation. We, need, we first need to acknowledge that adoption is a very complex situation. Um, and adoption seems to be that barrier or one of the bar- great barriers to achieving all that the technology really has to offer. Um, and so that's why we need to talk about um, talk about adoption challenges. 82% of organizations are struggling with HR technology adoption. Um, so I guess the good news is, is that talent technician leaders, if you are, <laughs> you're not alone. Exactly. Yeah, I just got to double in on that. So 82% of organizations are struggling with HR tech adoption. I mean, just pause there. Like that, that is an incredible stat. And we see it every day when we're talking to our customers. And, you know, I I was once working with a large Fortune 10 organization and every single person that I spoke to, I would lay out for them, okay, this is what I think your tech stack looks like. And they'd be like, oh no, you forgot this and this. Right. And then I'd go to the next one and say, okay, I've talked to these many people and this is what your HR tech stack looks like. And they're like, nope, nope, nope. We forgot this, this, and this. It's like, okay, we go back. Right. So I'm, I'm presenting to their head of talent 
And I'm like, this is what, you know, from talking to your colleagues, like this is all of the technology you have. And it was really eye-opening for them of like, oh my goodness, we're such a large organization. We don't even have our hands around what we have internally, not even to like touch the surface on what's actually being adopted, right? And so we've got to be able to get our hands around what have we purchased? How are we using it? What is the value? And how do we drive adoption to make sure that we're getting the most out of our investment, no matter what the tech is, right? Um, and it's so key. And I love that you guys were really able to do some research that backs that up. Do the research on, you know, where are we lacking? How do we drive adoption? So share with, with me, with our listeners, a little bit about the research that you did. Yes. So in addition to Sherry's experience in talent acquisition and in my own experience, particularly in consumer marketing and transformation, I conducted some qualitative research with talent acquisition leaders uh, across all industries from global brands, some in the Fortune 500. um, And they each had extensive experience across their own careers with large technology implementations. We mostly talked about recruitment marketing technology and um, particularly CRM, but really all of the findings and principles could be applied to any technology um, adoption initiative. And we uncovered um, some of these themes that are the most important themes that TA leaders um, believe are important in achieving successful adoption rates. And similarly, they're also the things that when they're lacking, they see low adoption. Um, and I can share each of those themes now if, if you'd like yeah, to, that would to go be, into that. That would be great. Let's go for it. So just at the highest level, um, the themes were, and it's important that these are not new concepts. So the themes that we're about to share are all things that we've heard before, yet still 82% of organizations are struggling with adoption. Um, So the challenge really seems to be in the how. So the themes are socializing. Uh, This was the greatest theme um, of all. And socializing is the word that the practitioners used. It's really about starting with the why, the what's in it for me, and really having access and leveraging your data and your success stories to gain buy-in across your organization and socializing that value proposition. So socializing, and this could also be uh, called awareness, um, driving awareness at your organization. But like I said, socializing is the term that that the practitioners used. And the the next very close biggest um, theme was all about planning, analyzing the situation and planning and doing this well in advance of go live. And in fact, according to PwC's research, which is where that 82% uh, stat came in, of that 82% of organizations that struggle with HR technology adoption, the majority of them uh, attribute, it, attribute poor planning um, to, to that struggle. And we found the same in our research that planning is crucial um, to driving the success of the adoption. And it's less about a rigid plan, something that's set in stone. You got to stick to the plan. It's, 
it wasn't that. It's more about the exercise of planning, that preparation that enables you to have a plan that's built to pivot and spot the landmines before they happen and being able to be flexible as you're going through implementation. Of course, things are going to pop up. Questions are going to arise, um, but being flexible with your planning. Um, and then the other the other big themes were training, um, but not your traditional training. This is about robust training programs that many leaders underestimate how much training is actually needed and ensuring that your organization supports that as well as the funding and resources for for training um, leadership support that which is a great segue into leadership support. This was another huge theme that if the organization doesn't believe you need this piece of technology and is not going to support it, it's almost like don't even try to to you know get adoption if your leadership team is not supporting it. Um, and then accountability and follow through. Um, leaders talked a lot about accountability and follow through. And then finally, having a strong vendor partnership, which of course I was happy to see this in the top six themes. Um, but I promise my questions were very unbiased. I was not asking any leading questions. Um, this was a theme that came out of the, the research on its own. And it's absolutely crucial to ensure that you have a, a strong vendor partnership if you, if you want to see successful adoption rates. Yeah. And as I look at the data um, that you guys presented, I think it's pretty eye-opening that nearly 70% goes to socialization and planning. So for those of our listeners that are part of that 82% that are looking to drive adoption within their organizations, you know, I think that if they start with socialization and planning, um, that will get them leaps and bounds ahead of, you know, where their peer organizations may be. And in working with, you know, you shared some PwC research. They're also a client of ours. I vividly remember working through with them. They had so, they had put so much into the planning stage of it, right? And they made sure that as they were making the decision, that it was a group decision because they needed to make sure that it was going to be adopted at all levels within the organization, whether that be campus recruiting or experience recruiting, um, et cetera. And you know, they also made sure that that started months before a contract was ever inked. So by the time that that contract was inked, we were locked and ready to go. We had a great understanding of who they were as a business. They had a great understanding of how they were going to use the technology and then able to infuse those subject matter experts to be those socializers that could help their peers in adopting the technology, that could help share those stories. And a lot of the big organizations have those resources, but we've got to make sure that the small organizations have that same mentality when they attack technology to say, okay, we've got to think what are the business needs and plan ahead of time, um, make sure that we've got the right tech that's going to fit those business needs. And then we need to make sure that that we're really getting the buy-in from the users and using those users to socialize it with their peers to drive the usage of the tool. You're absolutely right, Debbie. And in fact, if we look at all of these, so you're right, the 70% of, you know, of the pie is socializing and planning. If we look at all of the categories, socializing, planning, training, leadership support, accountability, vendor partnership, it's actually a lot more to do with people. And it feels like it's the thing that everyone knows 
Yet it's the thing that organizations don't strategically plan around and support. That's the hard part. <laughs> yes. It's like, wait, doesn't the technology do it all? No, it doesn't, unfortunately. Uh, we've got to have the people to drive it. Yes. And the bigger picture really is about creating a culture and workplace behaviors that truly drive innovation and the workplace that you need for business success. And, you know, you did this in partnership with T-Mobile. I would love for you to share with our listeners, you know, Sherry was on stage with you. Sherry was able to share her own personal experiences with adoption. Can you share with us a little bit more about um, Sherry's experience? Yes. And Sherry is just such an incredible talent acquisition leader. And um, she just has so much knowledge. And Sherry talked a lot about, first and foremost, the merger with Sprint and T-Mobile. And they are and have been going through a real transformation journey, which we believe that many organizations can identify with, whether it is a merger or acquisition or digital transformation. Most organizations are or will be going through a a transformation to some degree. And at T-Mobile, as these two organizations were coming together, they had to evaluate their core systems and how to bring them together. So they had CRMs, which I laugh when Sherry talks about this, are CRMs, plural, um, needing to bring those systems together. The need to have a talent community. Um, They had currently, they had had a system that was difficult to modify and overall had multiple tools and systems to make make up their talent landscape. Um, For example, they had over a thousand people in their sourcing recs and the sourcing recs were open for upwards of a full year in some cases. And those that were in their talent community community weren't being communicated to. Um, So sometimes they wouldn't get any communication at all. Um, And so they also had a very long and intensive application experience, which was upwards of 45 minutes. And as Sherry says, uh, the worst part was that they had an application that was not a mobile-first design. So a mobile company not having a mobile-first design was was a bad experience. So that's some of the pain points that they had. And what they really needed to do is figure out how to simplify and improve their experience and making sure that they were engaging their candidates. And so they brought together what was previously over three separate platforms that were operating in silos. In their case, it was their, what Sherry calls the CRM-like systems, their career website and job distri- distribution. And I know some organizations have very similar um, similar journeys to that. Others are bringing together multiple different tools. And so now they are on the Smashfly X recruitment marketing platform and enjoying access to their data, having access to their very robust talent community, and they're able to source that talent effectively. Um, and not only source that talent effectively, but also track where the their talent is coming from and making strategic decisions going forward. Amazing. So we've touched on a lot today. Um, you know, we're coming close to our time here. Gina, if you had one piece of advice for our listeners that are trying to drive adoption within their own organizations, what would that big takeaway piece of advice be? Well, there's lots of big takeaways. My mind is racing, but you know, this year we were all forced to adapt in many different ways 
to many different degrees. The big takeaway, I believe, is that those that adopt technology will absolutely win the game. Um, And there's many different strategies that you could apply to technology adoption. And I do believe that every organization is different. But with that people first approach, I do believe that is the right approach and recognizing that, yes, the technology itself and the implementation is crucial to adoption success, um, recognizing and acknowledging that this complex situation also has a lot to do with people and you can't do it uh, without, without the people. Awesome. Thank you, Gina, so much for joining us again. Um, I look forward to the next time we have you on. And for those of you that want to join us in this journey of yes, visit us at thejoypipeline.com. Follow The Joy Podcast on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. Make sure that you subscribe so that you don't miss an episode. And until next time, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you.